0: Hello and welcome to the Lucy Liu Show, the fueling station for your mind, business and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu.
1: Welcome, welcome beautiful souls to episode 165, which will be the last episode of 2022. Breathe, create space, expand awareness, cultivate joy and curiosity. These are just some values that me and my guests today share in helping you living the most epic life possible. If you've been with me, I am beyond thankful for you. And if you're new, remember to head over to www.confidentandepic.com to grab my secret to doubling your confidence in 30 seconds. Now I'm taking a break for the rest of the year. Not because I'll be on vacation, which I will, because these episodes are often scheduled ahead of time. But I am taking a break because I want to take a stand and show you by example that I am all for mindfulness. And I want you to be too. I hope you will be creating magical memories with your family and friends during the holidays. Now, we talk about transforming our life from the inside out a lot, and we know making those mindset shifts is crucial. But even more so, I believe that the smaller, subtle shifts in our life are even more powerful. And that's why I have my amazing guest today, Colleen Avis. We're going to talk about just that. Subtle Shifts. Colleen is an integrative life coach, yoga guide, mindfulness mentor, and best-selling author of Sacred Spaces, Subtle Shifts for Mind, Body, and Home Transformation. We're going to talk a little bit about what subtle shifts are and how these small subtle shifts can create the greatest growth in our lives. I hope you enjoy this conversation and again, happy holidays. Welcome to the show Colleen thanks for having me Lucy this is so fun we had such a fun chat before I hit record (laughs) (laughs) but let's talk about subtle shifts because I just love these two words what does subtle shift mean to you?
0: Subtle Shifts to me really is about this idea that in in a world where society and life is moving so fast, and if you're going to do something, it's like you have to run the Boston Marathon or you have to take a trip to the moon, right? Like everything has to be so grand and large. And I will, I really hold really close to my heart and actually would, would have a lovely disagreement with someone to say that I really believe the greatest impact we make is when we are focused on making very purposeful, subtle shifts. That- really less is more. And that being focused on small steps is more of a lifestyle shift. It's when we apply ourselves in subtle shift versus in massive undertakings. I believe those things tend to stick and become lifestyles more so than the larger things people take on and might not be sustainable.
1: Beautifully said. I love this. I actually talked about this a couple episodes back where I talked about celebrating small wins. It's these mm-hmm. subtle shifts rather than the bigger transformation that we need to focus on because it's the daily steps that gets us to our ultimate goal and how we want to live life.
0: Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I I always find it interesting when someone says to me, oh, I had this moment and it changed everything. And really yet when they would start to dissect it and look back at it, if they were actually taking the time, right, the space in between things where that beautiful subtleness actually occurs. When I get someone that's willing to have that conversation with me, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess for like the last four or five years, these smaller things have been occurring or shifts that I've been making that have ultimately created what it feels like this larger ship you know there's typically smaller steps that have that have been laying under the surface that we don't often pay a lot of attention to which is why I love you say celebrating the winds because it's like yes because then you're actually bringing awareness to some of that subtle subtleness that that's happening that you are that you are achieving
1: totally so which road do you like to take? do you take the one least or <laughs> most traveled?
0: Ah. Uh. All right, I'm going to be really honest. My my jam is typically vulnerability, although it gets a little uncomfortable. I'm the road less traveled girl. I am the where can I get more out of life by being curious? Where can I bump into different potholes and obstacles in life that require me to be creative in my thought process or dip into something from my past that goes, oh, have i done something like this before that I can leverage in order to to overcome something or even enjoy something more right? We're so focused on the negative oftentimes that I find if I take the road less travel, it forces me to have a few more smiles on my face and think a little bit more curiously about what's going on and what path I'm actually choosing to take. Beautifully said. And I'm totally
1: with you. I'm a least traveled girl too. I've taken many (laughs) bald moves in my life, right? People ask, Hey, Lucy, how did you get to where you are today? We took bald moves. We traveled the road that's least traveled we're different and it's okay because there's less traffic there.
0: there There is. I love that. You're right. There is less traffic. I think too. And you sound like the kind of person who, you know, you're choosing that road less traveled. And in that you have a type of awareness around the fact that there is less traffic. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes that means, oh, you wish you were moving faster, but just taking that choice of being curious around how it is you want to enjoy and choose the path of life. I think is this underlying point that you're making, right? That's like, no, you get to choose. And I think so many people, if you ask them that question, they wouldn't necessarily know because they're just on the path. Whatever has been predefined that they've been on for years and years, right? That like hamster wheel type of thing. So high five to the road less traveled and anybody else that's on it with us.
1: Totally, totally. And for me, one of those time was when I dropped out of high school with straight A's, because usually wow. when we hear people talk about dropping out of high school, it's because they're not doing well, right. Mm-hmm. And I made a decision to drop myself out, even though I had a perfect GPA, straight A's, I just felt like I was behind. So it was a feeling mm-hmm. of behind and I was chasing what's in front of me. And through the process, I learned that we need to be more mindful of where we are now. It's amazing. I did in the end, hustled my way through community college and got back into UCLA and graduated from a top university. But I did learn the hard way that you have to be mindful of where you are and not look 10 steps ahead, or else you always be chasing and never being satisfied with where you are in life.
0: Well, I love the grit and resilience in that, you know, I think it's, it's like, I bet you're actually happy you made that choice because you've probably gained so much from it, right? Like you hit a pothole, you chose to hit it. And I don't know, I'm sure you've learned so much from that decision.
1: Yeah, I am really happy about my decisions. And it gives you the greatest growth, when mm. you hit those potholes, right? <laughs> How about you, Colleen? What was a very difficult challenge or life obstacle in your life that gave you the greatest growth
0: in life? Oh, gosh. You know, there's no doubt that it was um, at 16 years old, my mom and my brother and I driving up the road to come back to our home. We had, take a, had taken a brief vacation, my father was at home working, and we drove up to the house, and everything was gone. My father had abandoned our family, and at sixteen, with a ten-year-old brother, a ten-year younger brother in the car, and my mom who hadn't worked in seventeen years, we were all of a sudden like that thrown into a very financially and food insecure position. And not to mention the emotional things that go on with something like that. And I have to say, I didn't have white. I mean, I was very aware of what occurred, right? Because I was 16. So it kind of hit me in the face pretty hard. My six year old brother, we could kind of massage it over a little bit like what had occurred. And I used to call it kind of like, a. at the time, I didn't call it a midlife crisis. But I kind of defined my childhood as that crisis. And everything was defined around I was abandoned, I was abandoned, I built boundaries around abandonment, I built my excuses around abandonment, I built my eating disorder around abandonment, i Anything that failed was, well, I was abandoned, right? And I would say that's my largest pothole and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade the grit and the resilience and the opportunity to make a choice, not an easy one. It wasn't like, oh, you know, should I go to the Bahamas or the Caribbean? No, it wasn't quite that comfortable, but the choice was, I don't wanna live in this insecurity, I have choices that I can make. And I now carry a lot of that grit and resilience with me into my life, into my business and lean pretty heavily into that. So yeah, that might've been a big whopper, but that is definitely what happened for me. And I I'll tell you, it's like people will often say to me, well, how do you like come out of that at 16? Like really what happens? And I started to really look back at my childhood and start to visualize times where I had a sense of purpose or a moment where I felt like a reward, right? Like what really felt good in me. And I began to identify some of my core values, things that really light me up, things that truly guide me like a compass. And when I started to to use things like that, like trust and faithfulness and deep listening to individuals, I really, every, everything in life really started to pivot I no longer looked at the abandonment as a wound. I looked at it as this opportunity to listen to others, be more compassionate to others, give people an opportunity to be trustworthy and for them to trust in me. And so I really leaned into those key core values as my guide. And I don't know if I ever would have truly set myself up for that type of practice had I not been thrown in that pothole. Yeah.
1: Wow, I'm blown away. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Colleen. That was beautiful. And what I picked up from that was that you made a decision to very conscious decision to no longer let that event in your life dictate where you're going to live, go next and how you're going to live your life. So it was that decision, right?
0: It really was. And I have to be honest, I'm not really exactly sure how that decision came upon me. You know, I think it was a combination of exhaustion, trying to fake it till I made it, trying to be somebody I wasn't. You know, I tell that story quite publicly in in a published book, and that period of time happened during high school. And I have friends from high school that have read the book and said, you were struggling that badly with home insecurity financial insecurity and food insecurity we weren't even aware right we weren't even aware of it so i was really good at masking and i carried that skill of masking really into like my 40s. And it wasn't until I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't want my son to think that this is right. You know, I don't I want to be an honest person. I want to be vulnerable. I want to connect with people. I I can't wear this mask anymore. And I think it was pure exhaustion. I wish I could say it was something more glorious. It wasn't. It was exhaustion. <laughs> it was I just can't do this anymore.
1: Yeah, Yeah. sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we don't even know when we made that decision. I mean, sometimes we hit a low point in our life that's so tragic that we have no choice to make a decision. But sometimes the decision comes in very subtle ways, right? But when we look back, as we get older, you're going to thank yourself for making those decisions.
0: It's beautiful what you just said with the subtle, because it was kind of what we were saying at the beginning, right? Where for me, it wasn't like whammo one moment. But when I look back at it, I'm like that little piece of me being dishonest with myself, that little piece of an eating disorder, not that an eating disorder is small, right? But it was like these different moments of self-abandonment. Right. My father taught me how to abandon. I got really good at it in all the little pieces of my life. And it was like all those little subtle shifts that added up to wham, no more. Right. These like death by a thousand lashes. Like, oh no, this is this is too painful. There has to be another way. I was very fortunate to have. And still have a loving husband and a loving son. And so I had an infrastructure that had been built, I guess that I somehow created and built, right, that allowed me to feel safe to fall into, you know, I I recognize that as a privilege, I don't think everyone has that. If you don't, you're feeling lonely, feel free to call me, I'm happy to, to hold space and love for anyone that maybe is feeling stuck there. But it was definitely an accumulation of subtle shifts that, that led me to to finally make a bigger decision.
1: Beautifully, beautifully said. I get asked all the time when I'm interviewed on other podcasts, they're like, Lucy, what was your epiphany point in life? And I thought about this question for years and you know what? There wasn't an epiphany point. There wasn't a turning point in my life. It was just these small aha moments like you talked about, the small subtle shifts that gave me the thing small light bulb that each Mm. lesson along the way that added up to where I am today
0: and how I'm living my best life. I love that. I think we get wiser too with age, right? Where we start to realize at least this is what I've realized is that there's space in between all the busyness, all the objects, all the material things, all the thoughts and that space is really where there's an opportunity to listen, to tune into ourselves, to co-create with others to to manifest, to transmute, to honor ourselves right just to be still and listen and definitely at least for me with age, has come some level of wisdom of being able to, I don't know if I'm quite comfortable with it all the time, but I'm able to to kind of connect into that silence and go, what am I actually really thinking here? Let me make my wisest subtle shift or decision based on a moment of pause, <laughs> right? So subtle shifts with pause become really powerful things.
1: Yes. What's your favorite quote that's giving you this wisdom, Colleen?
0: You know, I think it is, and I'm going to cheat a little bit because I always mess up the order of the words. And I funny, I have this in front of me and I didn't know you were going to ask me this is it comes from a woman by the name of Deborah Rebel. She's a, she's a PhD. And she says, forgiveness frees us from the past and opens energetic space for us to create a better future. And the reason that that quote is so powerful to me is forgiveness and acceptance of ourselves And going easier with ourselves, giving us ourselves permission to take the road less traveled, to choose to throw ourselves into a pothole, right? Sometimes we choose discomfort, you know, and it's okay when we're choosing discomfort. If we, we know that we have an intention or we know we're going to, kind of put ourselves there for a period of time to learn and grow. But if we do all of those things and we're constantly beating ourselves up or we're using negative self-talk or we're woulda, shoulda, coulding ourselves or comparing ourselves to other people, it's really difficult to move forward into living our most purposeful lives, right? To have a full cup so we can also be in service of others. And so the key word that Dr. Rebel uses there for me is forgiveness frees us. So it's not your fault as a child that you were in a dumpster getting food because you were homeless. It's not your fault that you chose to take a path of leaving school, even when everyone was like, but you're the smartest Lucy, right? It's, it's a choice that you made sometimes comfort, sometimes discomfort, and you're allowed to look at that and recognize that it had a role in its life at the time and to be compassionate and loving and forgiving towards yourself in that space.
1: Beautiful, Colleen. Where can we find
0: you? Uh. Where can you find me? You can find me at subtle-shifts.com. That's probably the best place. I offer a way to connect with me. I love human connection. I put my calendar out there and say, call me, let's chat. You can find me on Instagram at Colleen underscore Avis underscore be well. Those are the best two places to find me. And I love I love to connect and-, and share common stories or talk about roads left traveled and sacred spaces for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lucy.
1: To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck,